Hey dolls, welcome to another episode of Gab Uncensored. I'm Gabby. Some of you may be expecting an interview tonight. However, I did a little switcheroo on you. The interview that I'm kind of keeping quiet because I'm really excited about the guest is going to be Saturday due to scheduling discrepancies. But tonight, I'm going to get into a juicy topic on sexuality. I've gotten a few questions after the interview I did with my sister, who is transgender, as well as just some acquaintances and friends of mine that have previously asked me or wanted advice on a few different things relating to sexuality. So let's get into it. What is sexuality? Well, it's definitely not about sex per se. It's about how you feel about yourself and what attracts you to other people. In my opinion, sexuality is more difficult for people to wrap their head around that are a bit insecure or have self-image issues because in order to be truly free sexually um, with another person, you have to have a certain level of confidence and comfort within yourself. So to me, sexuality is more about you, not other people. I, from a young age, as shocking as this sounds, no, it doesn't sound that shocking, I, from a young age, was always, I don't want to say sexually attracted, but I was attracted to looking at other women. Like, I found women to be very pleasing to look at, even when I was a kid. What, what do I mean pleasing? Um, I thought they were beautiful. Everything about them. How curvy they were, you know, boobs, the whole thing. I was like, wow, you know, I'd see a good looking woman or a curvy woman and I'd be like a deer in headlights. (laughs) For those that know me, you know, I got big old eyeballs. So yeah, so then growing up, obviously the status quo is for girls to like boys. Well, I think the first time I had a crush on a boy was maybe 12 years old. And he was a darker-skinned Italian boy. So cute. Oh, I wish I could remember his name. I've always been more attracted to, I think, tanner skin tones. Probably because I am a fucking poltergeist. Like, unless I spray tan, it's a problem. So maybe, I guess, I'm attracted to something the opposite of that. Growing up, I you know, had a few crushes, dated a few boys, and then at the ripe old age of 18, I dated a girl. Much to the shock of everyone around me, including myself and my family, uh, it came out of nowhere, really. And I think that from a young age, I was, I found women attractive, but at 18, I met another female who was into girls and had been with girls. So I had never met anyone like that in person before. You know, she was basically a lesbian. 
still discovering yourself, but nevertheless, she definitely swung that way more so than the hetero way. And I was just intrigued and we were friends and I don't know, it just happened. So when it comes to sexuality, I'm very open-minded because I realized something from that experience. And that is, I am comfortable with myself sexually to a degree that I don't view my connection with a person to be limited to their genitalia or their anatomy, so to speak. Now, since then, since 20 years old and now I'm in my mid-30s, I have dated males. Do I still find women attractive? Yes. I don't know what category that falls in because, you know, there's all these labels out there now and all these, you know, gay, bi, lesbian, whatever. I don't really like to categorize myself. I just say, like, I'm open-minded when it comes to sexuality. Um, I think tradition, the traditional part of my brain takes over when it comes to relationships so I, as I see myself, I, I have always seen myself married to a man and having children. But yeah, I'm pretty open-minded other than that. And I wouldn't say no if I happen to fall in love with a female and end up marrying her. Because, you know, modern medicine, we could figure it out with uh, the starting a family thing. So a couple of the questions I had, one of them was, I've never had an experience sexually with someone of the same sex and I think that most people that I know would be against it should I try anyway um yeah never allow what people think to dictate your life or what you want to do nowadays it's not like a witch hunt anymore if you come out as gay or bi you know a century ago yeah it was a problem People were very close-minded about that kind of thing, but it's 2018, tons of people are experimenting and being more open sexually and in relationships. So I would say go for it if you're curious and if you find the right person that you feel super comfortable with. It's gotta be somebody that you can trust because I'm not a fan of like the whole one night stand with a stranger thing. I've never had one of those. I know, sounds weird, especially in my mid thirties but I just don't do it. It's either got to be someone I already know, like a friend, which I've only really done that twice, or someone I'm, I'm dating. Because, um, I don't know, I'm old school when it comes to intimacy, and I need intimacy in order to really enjoy sex. So I can't do the stranger thing. So my advice would be, if you want to experiment with something you've never done, make sure it's someone really you know, down to earth, cool, that you feel like you can trust and will be patient with you. And you know, that won't tell the whole neighborhood if you don't want to. Not that I think you should hide it, but if you want your private business to be your private business, I get it. Back to the whole judgmental thing. Yeah, just throw that out the window. Anybody that's close to you that, that says they care about you would want you to not have regrets in your life or not do things because they might judge you. You know, that's not a good friend. Or family member. I know a lot of people who have come out so many years later than when they should have because they were terrified of what their family would say. Like literally terrified that they would be disowned. 
I mean, you see those stories on the internet all the time where they were like, oh, I was so scared, but my mom was like, you know, totally cool with it. I mean, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it goes the other way and it goes bad, but you know what? You gotta live your truth. As cliche as that is, it's real because otherwise you'll end up resenting people. You'll end up resenting everyone around you because you're not living your life because you're scared of what they think. I mean, think about that. Say that out loud. I'm not living my life the way I want because I'm scared of what other people think. Ew. No, don't do that. All right. What do we have here? Next question. Would you ever consider an open relationship? Um, no, not an open relationship. I would say the farthest I could go as far as that, because I do believe in monogamy to an extent. And when I say to an extent, I mean, because I... I am open, you know, to women and if I was in a committed relationship where I felt very safe and secure and that I could trust my partner 100% and we were either married or engaged or, you know, we were in the relationship for quite a while and we were both, let's say, out of town on vacation or, you know, somewhere away from home doing our thing and we wanted to do something kind of wild and crazy and maybe, you know, hook up with someone that we met on vacation, like a female that we met on vacation, I would say that could happen. I'm not saying like I'm planning on it or anything, but I'd be open to something like that just because I know how I am when I feel really comfortable with another person and you don't feel threatened. When, you've, when you're when truly in a good relationship, this is just relationship 101. I'm going to give you guys a little fucking lesson right now. Relationship 101. If you're in the right relationship, you won't feel threatened, nervous, or anxious about your partner stepping out on you or breaking the bond. Because if you have the trust in place and you feel safe and secure with that person 100% and you know you have nothing to worry about, you're going to feel more free and comfortable to try new things. That's just facts. Like, inarguable facts. So, I would say, if you're not in that kind of relationship and you're in the kind of relationship that sort of makes you feel uneasy about trying new things or even your partner being alone with the opposite sex, uh, you need to reevaluate your relationship because nobody deserves to live every day of their life wondering if their partner is going to break their trust. That's just, I've been there. I've been there. It's um, man or woman. It's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible feeling. All right, moving on. Sorry to get serious, but this will be the last question. How can I explore my sexuality without being a slut? Hmm, I like this one. (laughs) Okay, so there's plenty of ways you can explore your sexuality without being a slut. I would say the best way, if you're not in a relationship right now, the best way is obviously if you meet a nice person and you vibe and, you know, you start dating, build a bond with them first. I always preach this. No one ever listens to me. I'm not saying that it it always 
makes sure the relationship is successful, but I will say that it gives you a head start and a better chance. Do not have sex in the first 30 to 60 days. I say 30 to 60 because it varies on how often you are seeing the person. Like, for instance, if you're seeing the person a lot, you still need to wait 30 days. Like, if you're seeing them almost every day or every other day, you still need to wait 30 days. If you're only seeing the person once or twice a week, I would push it to 60. Why do I say that? No, I'm not a fucking prude. No, I'm not trying to torture you. And it's not some kind of like special, you know, time period that I think, no, I say that because if you don't build a friendship and a trust and a bond first before you get intimate sexually, I promise you it will not be as good, as intense, or as meaningful as if you have sex on in, in the first week. I'm just saying. You don't have to believe me, but when you're right, you're right. It is what it is. I've done the whole, you know, wait a couple weeks or whatever, you know, kind of rushed it, and I didn't like it. It wasn't nearly as good as the times that I waited, and it was because most women, not all women, but most women are emotionally attached to our vaginas right? So if you don't wait and you're trying to have sex with someone that you don't have an emotional attachment or an emotional bond with, it's going to be like a little blocker in between you and them achieving like a certain level of intimacy. This is just what I've learned from experience and also, you know, studied. I, I thought about becoming a sex therapist to be honest with you, for a couple years. So I kind of went into that subject a little deeper than some of the other areas of psychology, wrote a couple papers on it. I mean, if you want to have fun and have a fling, then this doesn't apply to you. But if you are trying to get into a solid relationship, just do yourself a favor and listen to Gabs. I know what I'm talking about. So... All right, back to the how to not be a slut thing. If you get into, or if you're in a relationship or getting into a relationship, make sure it's someone that you trust. Make sure it's someone that you feel super comfortable with and that you've built a bond with and then start slowly exploring things as you feel comfortable with that person and tell them that you know you want to do that that you haven't tried a lot of things or that you are curious about some things and you want to explore those things and i guarantee you if the person is into you they're going to be on board (laughs) they're gonna be like fuck yeah um if you're single all hope is not lost phone a friend (laughs) i'm serious if you have a decent friendship with someone And I'm not talking like lifelong best friend kind of thing. Don't ruin a friendship over sex. But if you have an acquaintance friend, let's let's backtrack it a little. If you have an acquaintance friend who you're attracted to, you know that they're single, you know that they're not a whore, you know, a little man whore or a woman whore if that's the way you swing. Because this question came from a female. That's why I say that. Yeah. 
ask them if they want to be friends with benefits and tell them that the reason why you're asking is, I mean, just be honest. Be like, you know, I haven't explored a lot of things and before I get into a serious relationship, I kind of want to try things and, you know, I'm attracted to you. I think you're hot. And if you're down, then like, let's play, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I would highly recommend that over having several sexual partners trying to explore, you know, because that doesn't even make sense. In fact, let me just tell you something that a lot of girls are not going to want to hear. Girls that have many sexual partners, I would say on an average, not all of them, but on an average, are not that good in bed. And I'll tell you why. Because they go from person to person, but they only have sex with each person a couple of times before they're hopping on to the next. So they never build any sort of, I hate to say this, but sexual skill because they don't give anyone a chance to kind of practice with them, if that makes sense. I gain the most experience, you know, being in relationships pretty much my whole life. And that's why a lot of my friends ask me for advice and talk to me about sex because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I was in a seven and a half year relationship, a two year relationship, a year and a half relationship, and then another on and off one for, I don't know, year and a half, two years. So I've experienced a lot of sex with not a lot of people, if that makes sense. But I think that that's better than experiencing a lot of sex with a lot of different people because you never build up the trust that's necessary to try to try new things. I mean, you're not going to be all wild and crazy and do all kinds of new things with someone that you slept with once or twice. You're just not. We're not built like that. Most people aren't. I'm, I'm saying the majority. I'm not saying everyone. I mean, some people are just freaks and I mean, porn stars and stuff like that. But for us average Joes and Janes, we um, usually need to be with somebody for a little bit before we start pulling out the freaky shit. So I think um, I'm going to wrap up. Those were awesome questions, especially the last one. That was good. I think that probably was on a lot of people's minds, or at least girls, because girls worry about that kind of thing. You know, they don't want to be slutty, but they don't want to be awkward in the bedroom. So I get it. Next episode is Saturday, and I'm interviewing a really exciting guest. I'm so excited. He's just like, you know, achieved things that are awesome, and he inspires a lot of people, motivates a lot of people. I've been stalking him for at least a month now. Seriously, I have no shame. Stalking him like because he inspires me. Not because, you know, I'm creepy like that. Even though, I mean, I can be creepy like that. Okay, anyways, I hope you you guys got all the sexual talk and creepiness that you wanted out of this episode. And if not, I'm always down to talk about sex. So, I will probably do another episode in the next few weeks. And if you have questions, concerns, or comments about today's episode, please hit me up on IG or Facebook, or Anchor, or really any of the the platforms that I'm on. My Instagram is the easiest way to find me, Gabby underscore Fox 
underscore. And please, if you are listening right now and you have an iPhone, go on iTunes podcast right now, type in Gab Uncensored and subscribe if you haven't already. I would much, 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 much appreciate it. And if you have an Android, you can go on Spotify or Google Podcasts. So love you guys. Thank you for listening as usual. And I will talk to you Saturday.